Hello everyone, Scott Luna back here for episode number two. Uh, Dear Scott, so these are the questions that you guys are sending me on social media and through our website. And I'm recording these episodes as my way to help answer these questions and give back to you guys. So I will do my best in answering your questions. So we'll start. We'll start with the first question. The first question, Dear Scott, several colleagues of mine have started to use outsourcing. They are outsourcing a lot of functions in their practice. However, I feel like I would lose a bit of control if I did so. Can you talk about some misconceptions and what to expect with outsourcing? All right, so outsourcing. Let's first define what that even means. Uh, Because some of you listening to this have never really heard of it or used it or thought of it. So outsourcing, it is having... Uh, employees that aren't really your employees, they're independent contractors, but they're companies outside of your practice that are doing work that you would traditionally do inside of your practice with your own employees. The types of work that can be done are, in general, when we talk about outsourcing, we refer to outsourcing our phones, which are inbound phone answering and outbound phones, outsourcing all of the insurance stuff like insurance verification, processing of EOBs, resubmittal of claims, and also outsourcing billing. So that is sending out statements to patients, collection calls, you know, uh, online payment portals. All of that can be done by uh, other companies outside of your practice that are acting on your behalf. And if they're interacting with patients, usually patients have no idea it is not your employee. All right. So let's talk about some aspects of outsourcing. First of all, I have to I have to say that when you utilize outsourcing properly, it is one very powerful way to grow a practice and to clean up a practice. So right now, um, the average practice misses between 32 to 38 percent of their phone calls, depending on their size. So let's just call that one third of their calls. And of the calls they answer, they only convert less than half of those into appointments. So when you look at the national averages and you do the math, every 100 new patient calls that come in result on average in only 29 appointments. What does that have to do with outsourcing? Well, those third missed calls could have all been saved by an outsourcing firm had this average practice funneled their missed calls to an outsourcing firm and they saved the calls. And when an outsourcing firm handles a call, their conversion rate is higher, meaning when an outsourcing firm talks to a new patient, you get more appointments than when your own team talks to a new patient on average. And that is because the outsourcing firm is highly trained, they're audited, they're incentivized to convert, they have nothing else to do but to answer the phone. So when all the dust settles, when you look at our practices that we have, Out of every 100 new patient phone calls we get, we get 79 appointments through outsourcing. But a typical practice only has 29 appointments. And the difference between 79 appointments and 29 appointments is like your whole life is different when you more than double your new new patient flow. So outsourcing on phones can be incredibly powerful to save the calls you miss. Outsourcing on billing and insurance is very powerful to get consistency. Consistent quality work to make sure your collections stay clean and cost cost of outsourcing when you your different companies charge you different ways but you're probably going to pay somewhere between three percent to four percent 
of what is being managed in collections to an outsourcing firm, which is cheaper than what you end up spending employing your own people. On the phones, you're going to probably pay a fixed rate per month plus an, an added rate per call. I can tell you that the outsourcing firm we use for every dollar we spend, we get $8.20 back in production when we have them answer our phones, answering those calls we miss. So it's a, it's a wonderful investment. And when you add it all up together, it's a fraction of the cost of hiring an employee. An outsourcing firm doesn't get sick. They don't get COVID. They don't, you know, uh, quit on us. They, you know, we don't have to train them and they can work a hundred hours a week. They can answer 15 calls at once. And we can't replicate that with typical traditional staffing, you know, the old school way of staffing dental practice. Now, many times we're worried about losing quality or losing control. In general, outsourcing firms have higher quality than um, people inside of the dental practice. I'm not saying the people in the practice are bad. It's just outsourcing firms to do their job, have to use a lot of technology, which brings consistency. There has to be a lot of auditing. There has to be a lot of training. And so in general, the quality is, is good. Um, if for whatever reason, the quality wasn't good, it's probably not a problem with the outsourcing firm. It's probably an issue with communication. So when you hire an outsourcing firm, you go through an onboarding process where the outsourcing firm learns about your practice and the nuances and the preferences you have, all the customizations. And your practice learns about the outsourcing firm and how to structure things properly and send them information and what to expect. And it is that communication that can have a breakdown every now and then. And that has to be addressed when, it, when there is a breakdown. Also, it's important to know when you use an outsourcing firm, what does a win actually look like? What is a good phone call? If you were to listen to a phone call, how would you know it was a win? Many people would say, oh, it sounds positive and happy and they made an emotional connection with the patient and they connect, you know, but no, that's actually not a win. A win on the phone is did the patient schedule an appointment in your practice? That's a win. Many times you got a very pleasant sounding phone calls that take forever that don't result in a win. So we have to understand when we use outsourcing, we have to know what a win actually looks like. Um, I am a big proponent of outsourcing. I believe that in a time where it's hard to find employees, it's hard to maintain them in the practice. It's hard to, i sorry, it's hard to retain them in the practice. It's hard to deal with salary increases. All of that pushes us towards an outsourcing model because outsourcing doesn't have those problems. In addition to that, we can get a lot more work done with a lot less money when we utilize outsourcing. I'd rather have my rock star team in the practice, not be dealing with insurance verification, not be drowning in phone calls, not having to make collection calls. I want my team in the practice, small and manageable rock stars, highly paid that are focused on the patient in front of us, the schedule in front of us, what's happening right now inside of our four walls and not be distracted by all the muddy work that has to be done in addition to that, that we could be outsourcing. All right. I hope that answers your question. Uh, second question, dear Scott, I know that having a good morning huddle can start the day off on the right foot. However, we can't seem to find a good cadence or energy around having a productive morning huddle. Can you offer a couple of tips and ideas? All right. Um, a morning huddle when done well 
is an incredibly good thing to to use to start your day. Um, so let so I'll, I'll you know I'll start with kind of a framework of a morning huddle. Like what do we do um, in a morning huddle? And I'm going to pull this up. I have all this in my teaching notes here from our seminars. Okay, um, morning huddle. So um, there's four main parts. There's the schedule, the patience, the goals, and reminders. So when we come together in the morning huddle, you know, it's a whole team huddled around in one spot before the day is starting. And we start with the schedule. Everyone, let's look at the schedule together. What are the conflicts and what are the opportunities? We need to know ahead of time. So we set our expectations. We don't like implode when there's a conflict, like we're ready for it. We stretch when we need to stretch. We get prepared. We, we, we approach that conflict with the energy we need. So we got to talk about it. Like, what are we going to do on the fact that we accidentally got double booked here? Let's figure it out right now before the day starts. And then the opportunities. Can we put in more same day dentistry? Mrs. Smith that's coming in for a profi needs a bunch of fillings done and we have an opening in Dr. Johnson's column. Like, can we find opportunities? When you have a habit of every day starting out by seeing if you could find opportunities, your entire career has more production in it. What an important habit to have. It's simple. But the problem with simple habits, they're also very simple to not do. So we got to do them. It, the simple habits are many times the ones we have to focus the most on to make sure we do them. And if you every single morning analyze your schedule as a team and find opportunities to do more, you will produce more for the rest of your career. You'll have more profit the rest of your career. Your family will benefit more for the rest of your career. So that's the first part of the morning huddle, the schedule, conflicts and opportunities. Then the second part is we talk about today's patients. So we go through there. Do any of our patients owe us money? Are there balances? Let's all highlight those patients. Also, how are we on the lab cases? we got four patients coming in for big deliveries. Have we checked to make sure all the lab cases are here? Are we good on that? And then uh, are there any kind of special needs we need to be made aware of with our patients? Any requests, any complaints patients typically have like, oh, don't lean me back all the way. I've had neck surgery or that kind of thing. Like, are there any special needs for this patient base today that we all need to be prepared for? And then finally, in this patient section, every single one of us in the morning huddle is going to pick one patient to be our own personal VIP. Like we're going to treat everyone well, but when my VIP walks in, the one I picked during the morning huddle, I am going to give my very best during that appointment, do everything I can lean forward to give the best customer service I can. That ensures that we got like 10 patients a day getting our best. That ensures that our culture over time becomes about giving our best to patients. All right. So that's the second part of the morning huddle. Patients that owe us money, lab cases, special needs, VIP. The first part of the morning huddle was the schedule. What are the conflicts and the opportunities? Okay. The third part of the morning huddle are goals. This is where we almost like in a brainwashing format, constantly hammer in our goals. What are we trying to achieve today that can be measured? So we're talking about is today on goal? How are we for the week? How are we for the month? Because if we're not doing well, we need to stretch. We need to push. We need to run. We need to make up for the gap. Or if we are doing well, we need to celebrate. We need to recognize that we're doing well and maintain that success. 
and spending a little bit of time every day bringing us down to the important goals is a very healthy thing to do to hopefully influence us subconsciously in all those moments where we could stretch and do better. All right. Then um, besides goals, there's also something that we do, what we call our passionate implementation item. So in our practices, every single month, we have something new to implement. We have a monthly implementation item. And we talk about that in every single morning huddle. It's our passionate thing that month. So maybe this month we are implementing a new payment option to help increase case acceptance. And we are talking about it in every single morning huddle. Hey, remember, we're doing this new. This is what's going on with case acceptance. It's looking good. Remember, we, we had this hiccup yesterday. Let's see if we can fix that today. We're talking about that item. That is how you get people to make implementation stick is we talk about it and we audit it and it's part of the morning huddle. Okay, so that's the goals. So we had the goals, we had today's patience, we had the schedule stuff. The last part of a morning huddle, the fourth thing, are reminders. Reminders, reminding the team about things that can come up, miscellaneous things. For example, uh, one of our offices went out of network with a bunch of insurance plans. And every day when those patients come in and they are now out of network, we are having a conversation with them about this. We're walking them through what this means for them and what it means in the future in our practice. Okay, so we have to remind the team every day in the morning huddle, hey, we got three patients coming in. Uh, remember, we just dropped these insurance plans. Make sure we have that conversation with them. That's an example of a reminder. Another example of a reminder could be, hey, remember, um, you know, we're offering the discount plan now and we've got to make sure we print that out for uh, non-insurance patients. Or another reminder could be, hey, now we're in the new year, insurance benefits have reset, make sure that we are now going in and doing a verification on those new benefits. Whatever the reminder might be, we want to put in the morning huddle. So imagine this. Imagine I magically appeared in your practice every morning and I got your team together in a huddle in a positive way. And every day I talked about issues in the schedule we need to be prepared for and opportunities to do better and to do more in the schedule. And every day I talked about patients that owed us money. Let's highlight that. Lab cases, make sure they're all set. Patients that have special requests or needs. And we're all picking a daily VIP patient each. And every day I talk about our goals, how we're doing today and this week and this month. And do we need to stretch and make up for a gap or do we need to celebrate because we're ahead? And what about the passionate implementation item to make sure we're getting that done? And every day I remind your team about the few things they need reminders for. I do that magically in your practice for the rest of your career. Do you see how you peel away stress, you increase organization, you increase your profit for the rest of your career? You don't need me to do it. You just do it. Just make sure you follow an outline every day, same outline. And as new needs come into your life and new things need to be added or changed in the morning huddle, you just change the outline. So you never forget to add that new thing. It's always there. And it's so simple, such a simple habit that can generate a lot of success. Don't simply forget to do it. All right. Those were the two questions I had one on outsourcing one on the morning huddle. If you think of other questions, Connect with me on Instagram or other social media channels, LinkedIn, or send us an email. However you can connect with us, there's lots of different ways, but send us your question and I will get on camera and try to answer your question to the best of my abilities. 
All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.